Hi everyone, it's season two, episode three of Moose at the Mic. Super honored that you were here. I'm gonna kick off this episode with a very simple question. What do I Love Lucy, The Dick Van Dyke Show, Bewitched, and Superheroes have in common? The answer is one word, WandaVision. Uh, it's a great show. It's a new show on Disney Plus set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, I'm going to be reviewing episodes one and two for this podcast, but I'm not going to be doing it alone. Uh, one of my dear, dear friends, Ashley from Ashley Talks Movies over on YouTube, she is joining me for this episode, and we are going to talk about the first two installments in one division. Episode one, filmed before a live studio audience, and episode two, don't touch that dial. If you have not seen those episodes, please stop listening now. Go fire up your Disney Plus, watch those two, and then come back and listen to the podcast. We're going to be talking about every conceivable piece of those shows. Uh, we want to make sure that we don't spoil anything. So in the spirit of don't touch that dial, don't touch that dial. We're going to break and we'll be right back. Ashley and I talking about One Division. All right, everybody, welcome back. Thanks for listening to the commercial. I probably really should consider, uh, you know, re-recording that commercial. I think it's the same one I've had from the beginning. Uh, so maybe I'll get to that. Maybe I won't. Who knows? Um, but uh, as I promised, uh, I have a special guest with me today. Super excited. Uh, I've known her for almost 10 years. I don't know if she realizes that, but it has been almost 10 years. We met in 2013, and here we are almost at 2023. Uh, so Ashley, everybody from Ashley Talks Movies, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I totally believe that you're great. Uh, so I'm good. Thanks. Uh, I thought, you know, when I reached out to you, the idea was, you know, what can we do in terms of like movie reviews or, or, or fun things that we can do to add some, you know, extra stuff to the podcast. And one of the, the ideas that came about was to review, uh, some of the TV shows they're watching because we do watch a lot of the same stuff, both in movies and on TV. Um, and the one that really jumped out at, at us first was One Division. Uh, so super excited to kind of talk about that. Before we get into it, this is your one warning. This is there's going to be spoilers. If you've not watched any episodes of One Division, stop right now. Go watch at least the first two episodes, which is that's all we're going to talk about for this particular podcast. Go watch the first two episodes, then come back and listen to the rest. If you listen and you've not seen them, it's your fault. I don't want to get any dirty emails. I don't want to get any dirty posts on the website. It's all on you. So you've had your spoiler alert. So Ashley, first question, what do you think of the first episodes of one division just give me your gut reaction to the first two episodes uh well my initial reaction was um wow oh my gosh what is happening and this is cool um <laughs> you know i'm a marvel fan but i'm also a classic tv fan like i i grew up watching you know shows from the 50s and 60s like guy jim regini bewitched and dick van dyke and then to have the first couple of episodes mirror those kinds of shows yeah. was just like icing on the cake for me so because I was just like this is so cool just the the retro feel of everything yeah I absolutely and and one thing that I thought was really cool about it um 
you know, whenever you watch a TV show uh, that, that, you know, references that type of, you know, time in terms of television, you know, they have a tendency to be, uh, they, they overdo it. You know, they just kind of, you know, they're, they're too, uh, I don't know how to describe the. It's the like too they, quirky or yeah. too nose or. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just feel like WandaVision, you know, the writers did a really nice job of capturing the magic of those types of TV shows. And the TV shows that you referenced are exactly the ones that I think they wanted people to to connect with, you know, Bewitched and, you know, maybe even a little bit of uh, I Dream of Jeannie in there, um, you know, some of those types of episodes, Dick Van Dyke, uh, you can't get better with Paul Bettany. I mean, it was like, if you could have, if you could have uh, Dick Van Dyke's character from Mary Poppins in, you know, a show, this Paul Bettany would be the perfect mm-hmm. version of it, I think. Um, so definitely like that. The other thing that I thought that they did really well um, with the way they put those episodes together, there were a lot of things about that era of television that if you watch, if you grew up watching it, or if you watch Take a Night, like we did, you know, when we were mm-hmm. kind of growing up, you notice some of the weird things, for instance, like, um, especially in the second episode, I noticed like there were some kind of color changes and I'm not talking about the obvious color changes. Oh, right, the, right. The helicopter, but you would be watching a scene and you would see a, a subtle shift in the black and white. Mm-hmm. And, and that is like something that's, uh, something. yeah, yeah. It's something kind of classic uh, to that, that era of television. So I, not only did they capture it in the writing, they captured it in the way they put the show together. Yeah. Um, I was reading um, before, you know, before we had even talked about, you know, doing a podcast, you know, episode about WandaVision, I was reading an article where um, apparently the special effects that they used in those episodes, like the food floating and things, they, they used special effects techniques that were used during that particular time period. Oh, nice. So instead of, you know, instead of doing, um, you know, computer CGI for some of that stuff, they, went and did, you know, very practical effects. And right. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, it gives it some like authenticity there. Yeah. I The only place that I really caught that uh, where I felt like it was like really obvious was in uh, the first episode uh, when Wanda was in the kitchen making dinner for uh, Vision's boss and his boss's wife and oh, the uh-huh. cards were floating. Mm-hmm. Like you, you could tell that they were on, you know, string. It string was so, yeah, obvious. yeah, yeah. But uh, I liked that though, because it looked like, you know, right. an episode of Bewitched, if, you know. Absolutely. Um, my reaction was very similar to, to the show. It was, you know, when I, when the first episode was done and the credits were rolling, uh, I, I just kind of sat there for a minute and I was like, what the flip did I just watch? Like, <laughs> what is this? You know, there was never an instance where it was you know, what is this as in, I'm not going to watch the next episode because it's Marvel. I, there is nothing that they do that is not purposeful. Um, So it wasn't that it was just like, okay, how do you get to where this thing is supposed to go? (laughs) Right. Yeah. That was Um, kind of my reaction too. It's just, cause I, again, I was having a lot of fun with the, the throwback style of everything. Um, but, and I was intrigued enough by not really knowing what was happening, right. you know, 
to, to keep wanting to watch. So, so yeah, for me, it was just like, okay, this is really cool. What is going on? <laughs> and of course, like you said, it's Marvel. So I, I, I had a feeling that we're going to get that payoff. Right. So I wasn't worried about like, is this going to make sense later? Where is this going so much as I was just like, I want to know, I need answers. You know, I want answers because this is interesting. Yeah. And one thing too, um, like, you know, these are characters that were established in the Marvel cinematic universe. Right. You know, so they, they came in um, age of Ultron, I believe was the first, um, the first movie where they, they were prominent characters and it's, it's cool to see them translate from film to the small screen, but that also issues a challenge that I was kind of interested in seeing how they handled that, the team at Marvel, because it's one thing to tell a movie in two to three hours. It's mm -hmm. a completely different thing when you look at telling a story over the course of, you know, eight to 10 hours. I'm not 100% sure how long uh, the episodes are going, well, the episodes themselves are about 21 to 30 minutes, but over the course of the season, how long they'll have in story totality. Uh, but the pacing is very, very different on a television show. Mm -hmm. um, so historically, everything has happened in the MCU on film, not on television. So one question that I kind of had was, okay, how do you sustain this across, you know, however many episodes are going to have, how do you sustain it? And how do you build that story with characters that we're used to seeing in a film environment uh, with a much larger story? Like, how do you, how do you transform that to a, a small screen kind of thing and make it interesting? Because let's face it a lot of people who watch those movies not all of them are comic book aficionados you know they don't know right, the history right. behind you know vision or or the the origin story of scarlet witch they don't understand those things so they're they're literally basing their knowledge of these characters off the films so that translation what does it look like and how do they you know how do they do that across so many hours as compared to a film yeah well, I think, I think it was wise of them to release these episodes weekly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Help. Because, um, I mean, I know they probably did it not just from a storytelling standpoint, obviously from a business standpoint, right? You want to keep people on right. your streaming platform right? <laughs> as long as possible. So, you know, you release episodes weekly because then, you know, they're not going to cancel after, you right. know, binging, you know. Um, but yeah, I think, I think releasing it weekly really helps because I mean, it gets, it gets people a chance to, or gives people a chance to watch the episodes and then sort of let them marinate. Yeah. Um, and they mm -hmm. get to think about it. And then you have like the social media discussion around it. And like I said, I was after episodes, I'd read articles about like different things about the episode mm -hmm. or something. So it's like, oh, I'm building my base knowledge um, right. because I have time to do that. Um, and, you know, also to these uh, shows like WandaVision and, and I think, you know, the other uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe related shows like Loki and, and mm -hmm. things will be, I think, mini series. So they're not going to be, you know, four or five seasons. Um, they, they will happen and then, you know, they'll connect to the films. Um, right. So I think, 
I think that's a good way too, because then you can, then you know exactly what you need to cover, right? So for WandaVision, this season is going to be it. And so you know what you need to put in there, at least for the writers and things, start to finish so that it can get to that point where the end then takes to the next thing, you know, where whether it's, you know, the Doctor Strange movie, right? Or whatever else is, you know, connecting to. So, so I think it helps when you have sort of a, an established like beginning and end for something, right? just like a movie, like, you know, the movie is gonna be, you know, two and a half, three hours long. So beginning, middle and end, and then it connects to the next thing. So with these series, it's like, okay, we have eight episodes or however many episodes it is. Um, and so we know where we're gonna start and where we're gonna finish. Right. We can tell this story you know, in, in that way. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, you know, there's been, <laughs> there's been a, 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 you know, uh, just all kinds of streaming services in the last, you know, couple of years that have come out. Yes. Everyone, um, everyone yeah, everybody wants a streaming service. Wants to do a streaming service. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a very interesting time in terms of, uh, you know, entertainment and how it's consumed and accessed. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I have to say on that is I, I do really like the weekly episodic approach. Um, and I'll tell you, not to cross, you know, uh, boundaries in terms of, you know, different franchises and whatnot, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I had gotten so used to binge watching things, uh, mm -hmm. and just kind of going episode after episode after episode. And then when they announced, uh, you know, that they were going to be putting together a new Star Trek show, which was at the time Star Trek Discovery, uh, and they said they were going to do it uh, as a weekly release. I was like, no, you yeah. cannot do that. I cannot manage that. Yeah. Uh, and I want it all at once. Why can't I, you do it all right. at once? You, you have created this beast. You must now feed that beast. Uh, but they decided to do that, that episodic approach. And let me tell you, I can't be more thankful because I remember as a kid, specifically with you know, Star Trek, The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Uh, I had something to look forward to each week. Mm -hmm. Like I, I knew, at, you know, whatever time on whatever station I was going to watch this particular show. Um, or if not, I had to pop in a, uh, have, pop in a VHS and, and set a timer on my v VCR so I could record it, you know. Um, and it created that same type of emotion for me mm -hmm. is watching it each week so I know every week on Fridays actually I take that back every week on Thursdays they would release a new episode of Star Trek Discovery and it's mm -hmm. something I would look forward to um the same way with the Mandalorian and of course you know WandaVision mm -hmm. uh, wow look at that Star Trek Star Wars and the MCU all in one podcast <laughs> meet that fellow podcasters um but um I I'm really glad that a lot of streaming services are taking that approach. Um, yeah, but I've I never think, really thought about it the way you mentioned it. Well, yeah, I think, like you said, it's something to look forward to. So every Friday, you know, it's like, okay, WandaVision, like a get up and it's WandaVision. Also, you know, because, you know, I've got so many things going on, work and movies and mm -hmm. things that I'm doing. Um, it's nice to just have to take in one episode. Right. And not worry about being spoiled for the whole you know, season or whatever it may be. 
because you might not be able to get six hours worth of a show in, right? Um, Also, I I find that I remember things a lot better if I'm watching a show um, one episode at a time from week to week versus binging it all. Like if I binge a show, I'll remember what I saw, but I remember it in chunks versus like, you know, what happened in episode three? Oh, well, I don't remember exactly if it happened in episode three, but I remember something happened for the season. Does that make sense? It does. Whereas this one, Mm -hmm. I'll remember exactly what happened in episode one, what happened in episode two, three, you know, that's because it's like, there's a clear break, right? at least. Um, So yeah, I I have been enjoying, I mean, I do binge some shows uh, still, some of them are shows that I use, you know, I've already watched before. I'm just rewatching again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I have been enjoying the the weekly the weekly schedule. Yeah. And with a show like WandaVision, you really do need to have that um dedication to the episode. Like mm-hmm. you need to be kind of tied into it because there there are things happening in the episode um that you know, by themselves don't mean anything, but when you take into account, okay, past episodes, you know, you, you suddenly start to see the picture tape shape, take shape. I, one division for me is like a Monet, you know, up close, it looks really, really bad, but when you back away, it starts taking shape and you start seeing the picture. And I think that's one thing that the episodic approach has is that each episode in itself, it's hard to understand the overall story mm-hmm. but as you watch each episode and you have an opportunity like you said to reflect it's like hmm that makes sense and even you know even when I was re-watching episodes one and two to prep for the podcast there were things that I noticed this time that I didn't notice when the I watched time. the first time yeah um you know one thing that really sticks out to me which I'm unsure I I haven't been able to place them yet because I don't mm-hmm. I don't understand Maybe I'm an idiot, but I don't necessarily understand the strategy behind it. But if you've watched the first two episodes, you know that there comes a point in the episode where they take a break from the story and they do a commercial. Mm-hmm. And it's a very mm-hmm. specific time, you know, specific time uh, commercial. Mm-hmm. And the first one was an episode for a toaster. Um, and up until Stark, that point, Stark Industries. right, Stark Industries, up until that point, everything was black and white. But, and I don't know if you caught this, but if you watch, the light on the toaster when it's flashing, it's actually flashing red mm-hmm. as compared to the rest of the image. And I caught that today. I was like, okay, does that mean something? Does it not mean something? Are they just mm-hmm. trying to mess with me? Um, you know, but then you look at the next episode, which there's a little bit of a time jump from the fifties to the sixties. And that's something else too, you know, cause they changed time period there. Um, at the end of that episode, you saw, the picture change and it, it all went to color. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, you know, was that a point of something later? Of course, of course there were elements in that episode that were in color too. Uh, specifically the helicopter uh, that- Right, uh, the, the, yeah, the drone. Right. That, the, yeah, the sent in. But then the, the cul-de-sac queen, and I can't remember her name to save my life now, but, you know, when she broke that glass, she, she bled red. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like trying to Dottie? figure out, do what? Was it Dottie? I think it was. Dottie, yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, what What do those types of things mean? And it's like I said, 
Marvel, they don't do anything without a purpose. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to figure out the puzzle pieces. And I, I don't consider myself an idiot, but there are days where I'm like, I don't know what's going on right now. I'm <laughs> trying. Am I stretching? You know, I go and then I go like you, I go online like Google. Okay. What does this mean? You know, it's like, oh, wait, they're crazier than I am. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but yeah. yeah there's, well, there's, you know, there's Easter eggs and there's certain, like you said, there's certain things that you might not have noticed the first time around that you did like the second time around. One of the things that stood out to me was, um, so in the first episode, you know, you're kind of just dumped into this world, mm -hmm. right? You're kind of like, wait, she's in a sitcom? What's going on here? And like, are they playing the characters? Are they aware that they're the characters? Are they, right? right? And you listen to the conversations. And I noticed this when I was rewatching that the characters often ask Vision and or Wanda if they have kids, are you going to have kids? Mm -hmm. When you're gonna have kids? Why don't you have kids? Why don't you have kids? And then the second episode is, you know, they put on that talent show and it's for the children and, and you know, everything, everything's for the children. We're doing this for the children. I brought this thing over for the children. And then in the, you know, and then it's like, what does it mean? <laughs> you know, why do you keep talking about children? You know what I mean? Um, and so you're like, is that, is that setting something up? Right? Like you know what's this emphasis on children why is that important you know and why do people keep asking about it why you know why is that a thing right, right. so you're like okay that i'm putting that filing that away that might be important later right you know so yeah it's just like all these little things where it's like a puzzle where you just kind of like watching it and you need to like pay attention because there's something subtle right in these episodes that you might not think is important. And then later it's like, oh, that might actually be important. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, that, that whole for the children thing is a little creepy. I, I'll, I, I've, I will admit <laughs> to that. Yeah, for the children. It was like, mm, you guys are creeping me out just a little bit. I don't know about this. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, so we, we've talked about kind of like the aesthetics of, you know, the look of the show. Um, we're getting into kind of the story portion of this. It's like, like the story so far in episodes one and two, um, it, it's almost hard sometimes to think of them as being individual episodes when they tie to something greater. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Uh, you know, because writing at writing for those types of shows in the time period in which they aired was very, very different. So it was like, okay, so am I, am I watching this for the delivery or am I watching this for the story content? And obviously, you know, you, you're enjoying what you're watching, but you're sitting there going, am I, am I picking this up? Am I getting everything I need to get out of this? Yeah. Um, and this watching it again, it's like, what did they disguise in plain sight, you know? Right. Well, I think, I think, cause I, you know, I saw some of this after I, after the episodes first aired and you see people's, you know, initial reactions to it um, on social media and even, you know, my friends on, on Facebook, I think a lot of people were getting really caught up in the style of the show because yeah. mm -hmm. I had some I had some friends who didn't watch 
bewitched when they were kids. They had never seen an episode of Dick Van Dyke. So they were kind of like lost in that. And they were like, do I need to watch those kinds of shows to get this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think part of it was, you know, people thinking like getting so wrapped up in the stylistic choices of how they're telling the story versus what they're telling you in it. And I think if you can, um, I think again, watch, having watched the first two episodes, if you like only focus on the fact that it's black and white and they've got like, you know, a laugh track kind of thing going on and, um, you know, the, these like 60, 50s, 60s aesthetics, mm-hmm. um, then you might miss the very obvious like Marvel references. Right. Easter eggs that are in there that are that are I think more important to the story than the other parts, the other you know things. And not to say that you know putting doing a show in the style of Dick Van Dyke's not important to it. It it, it does play a factor into it. Obviously, it's very specific. Um, but I don't think that's the ultimate goal of the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think I think I think that was tripping some people up. Yeah. Um, well, and I think they've gotten so used to seeing Marvel a certain way. Right. And um, it kind of disrupted that, right? Because right. it's like, you know, even, again, the, the everything about this show is so different. Marvel, you're so used to seeing it, it as a movie, you know, on the big screen, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a lot of it takes place in present day with the exception of, you know, things like Captain America, Winter Soldier, and First Avenger, and yeah, that Captain sort of thing. Uh, and so, yeah, so now you have a show, you have a, you know, Marvel product that is TV, um, and it's doing weird things with, you know, timelines and, uh, storytelling and, and even the acting, right? Cause it's not, you know, the acting is not in the traditional way. Cause they're, they're playing into the type of the style of acting that was during those, specific time periods right for those shows um so yeah I think it's just an adjustment so that's why I think again my initial reactions to everything was kind of like whoa cool wait a minute you know like it was just a mixture of of different kinds of reactions because it's it's doing something different right yeah and I think you know the the great thing about Marvel um with the exception of the Hulk and one other actor there's a lot of consistency across those characters, like the same actors that played the same characters, you know, from the get go. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, you know, the Hulk went through, you know, three different characters, three different actors, uh, you know, Bruce Banna and then Ed Norton uh, and then Mark Ruffalo, you know, um, the guy who played, um, uh, um, oh, see, this is, this is why I should have coffee before I start recording these things. <laughs> Uh, Don Cheadle played, you know, uh, Iron Patriot, um, but he was the second actor to play that character. So, all right, because Terrence Howard played, right. yeah, Terrence yeah Howard absolutely. Played. So, you know, to see these actors come in and play their characters that they're well known for playing, but playing them in a different way, you know, speaks to the to the great ability that those actors have, um, but it also speaks to the ability to write a a narrative that has very different pieces per each story and a very different style and their ability to 
to take on those those types of roles because you know seeing somebody like Paul Bettany you know I remember the first movie I saw Paul Bettany in and that was a Knight's Tale he played Jeff Chaucer love that movie uh you know uh walking down this dirt road you know butt naked Mm -hmm. uh you know it's the first movie I saw him in and honestly honestly Elizabeth Olsen for me the first movie I really saw her in or the first movie that I recognized her in was was the Marvel movies oh that's Um, a shame she's done some really great stuff yes I know I know it's a shame and I you know it's a sin and it's like the (laughs) sin of being a, a geek um but you know to have those type of actors you know be approached like hey we want to bring you back but we're going to do it this way what do you think and then to see them be able to kind of take on those different time periods uh you know it was just uh a lot of fun but it also you know it without them the story i don't think would have would have moved the way it moved like you know their delivery their understanding of those characters um, and how those characters would react if you set them in that particular time period, you know, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's important for the story because again, like if you told me that they recast vision and recast Wanda Maximoff for this spinoff TV series, my, my first response would have been, well, that's crap. Why not reach out to Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen? Yeah. You know? The nice consistency that you can go yeah. from TV to the films and you still have the same actors. Yeah, you you know me and consistency. I hate yes. un you know non-consistent things or unconsistent. Yeah. Can't remember which one is correct, but um, but yeah, I can't I cannot stand that in a story because it breaks it for me. Like yeah. I have to it's almost like reinvesting in that particular actor to play that particular role when that character has already been played by somebody else. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know why I watch Dr. Who. Dr. Who for me is a heart attack every time they change the actor. (laughs) Like, Oh, I've gotten, it's so great having David Tennant. And then he regenerates. It's like, uh, I don't like Matt Smith, you know? Um, So, uh, so yeah. Um, But the story itself, you know, they cleverly disguised big points in, in the episodes Mm-hmm. Um, and, and did it in a way, um, that I really enjoyed watching it. Cause it was like, you know, I was trying to catch those things. Uh, not only that, but they also cleverly wrote the jokes, <laughs> you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, when Mr. Hart was talking to vision, you know, I hope you don't have any skeletons in your closet. Oh, I thought I have any skeletons. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or like, uh, was it the, uh, when vision is in the office and he's talking to his coworker and he's like, Oh, pro- since you've started working here, productivity has gone up. You're like, you're, you know, your own personal computer or something. He's like, I am not a computer. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of my favorites uh, is in, it's in the very first episode, right? At, right after the credits. And we got to talk theme songs in a second. Uh, when he walks in and the plate hits him in the head and he goes, my wife and the flying sources, you know? Yeah. And then she's like, my husband and his, you know, indestructible head. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like those things. Like, oh, <laughs> they're hilarious. Yeah. I was like, hold oh, the face, you know? Um, like that stuff is really well done. Um, and I just, 
I, you know, for me, it was never about, I'm not going to watch this. I don't understand what's going on. For me, it was about, you know, what the flip is happening, but also is the story compelling enough mm -hmm. um, to, to keep it across, you know, keep it across however many episodes, but that's something too in, in the marketing material, they didn't, they really didn't let on to a lot of stuff. Right. Um, you know, which is clever marketing, but the way they marketed it was to have you believe that this show was set in the fifties and it's like, you know, why, why the hell would I watch something like that? You know, I, well, yeah, I think, yeah. Cause I think when the, you know, when I first started rolling out the, you know, ad campaign for the show, the posters were just like old school TV sets mm -hmm. and, you know, Wanda and Vision and the, you know, obviously the clothing that they were wearing in the first episode. And everybody's like, what does this have anything to do with anything? <laughs> like, what, what does this mean? What is like, she, she go back in time? What is, you know, like everybody was just kind of confused by it. And then you watch the first episode really. And it doesn't explain that either. Right. right? You're just kind of thrown in and it's like, Hey, you know, it, it starts out. And it's, it's interesting because the first episode starts off with the the theme song opening credits mm -hmm. so it's almost like you're watching a sh new show right, right. like a, a show from that time period and then you know it's like okay wanda and vision are these characters wanda and vision but they're not like their characters in the films right and it's like they don't ever like you know break the fourth wall or anything like that. So you're like, what is going on here, <laughs> right? And then in the second episode, you start to see things you know unravel a little bit, right? It's like that perfect picture, perfect, you know, life that was established in sort of the first episode um, is like starting to show cracks where things, right seems slightly out of place and oh wait it was black and white but wait this thing is in color why is this in color you know um it, it, when they were at the um the uh i don't know it's not the park but you know what i'm talking about with and uh she's with like Dottie or whatever and the mm -hmm. radio and someone's going right. wanda wanda and you're like what <laughs> right you're like wait what's happening what's going on yeah it's like it's like nice how that that starts to shift and change you know yeah yeah it's 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 a very well done kind of show mm -hmm. uh, and and for me it hits it hits all the right points but I don't know if you were like this but for me I don't when I started watching it, I didn't know what those points were like I didn't know what what things does this show need to accomplish for me to be fulfilled with it? And uh, I always tell people, you know, cause there's a lot of things I watched when I was a kid, you know, mm -hmm. shows and of course they reboot the show or they create a movie. Yeah, um, everything we watched when we were kids is like getting remade now. Right. Absolutely. Um, and the one example that I give everybody is um, the, the latest, the latest Power Rangers movie. Mm -hmm. um it's like I loved Power Rangers when I was a kid you know and then they had this movie come out and I'm sitting here going oh my gosh what uh, this is this this looks terrible um but I kind of got to the point where I was like you know what here it is 
as long as they've got unruly teenagers, they're all wearing different color, you know, spandex suits. They all get a bunch of big robots running across a plane or something, uh, you know, a, a grassy knoll or whatever. And you hear, go, go Power Rangers. I will be fulfilled. Like, that's all I need. I don't care if the story's crap. I just need those things and I'm good. Um, with WandaVision, I didn't know what those things were. It's like, I don't know what do I need out of this in order for it to feel like not a weird thing where Disney's just trying to make money. <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 right. It's like, I, well, what are those things? And as I've continually watched, because just so the audience knows, Ashley and we are caught up, like we know where this is going, but we wanted to stick to just two shows at a time, you know, two episodes. So yeah. that's what we're trying to do. Um, but as I've watched the show, I'm, I'm slowly identifying those things that I need. Um, and rewatching the two episodes tonight, uh, before we recorded, um, you know, what I needed was I needed to see Vision and Scarlet Witch. I needed to see Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen. Like those things were critical for me to look at this and go, okay, I feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I also needed, although I didn't realize it at the time, I needed mystery. Like I was like, I needed what is happening. Yeah. Like I, I need, need that piece of, if I'm going to invest 30 minutes or an hour in this each week, what is it that I'm going to need to be able to do that? Both from a, a viewer standpoint, but as a person who loves the Marvel movies, like what do I need to feel like this is a legitimate piece of the overall Marvel story? Mm -hmm. um and i i get those out of out of the episodes um and then there is one thing i need that's personal um and i will wage this war until the day i die the theme song <laughs> <laughs> i gotta have a theme song and that i said the same thing when when they started star trek discovery i said if you if you start this episode you start this show with just this bump and the title sequence show up and it's just Star Trek Discovery. And then you go into the episode, I will turn the darn thing off. I'm not <laughs> interested. But no, they, they delivered a theme song with opening credits. I was like, okay, I'm good. It's kind of the same thing here. I, I need that weekly thing for the episode. And, but as you go on, each one is different. Mm -hmm. And I find right. that I need that. I need that to start the episode because it, it makes that connection for me that I'm going to watch this episode and this is going to happen. Um, so I, I don't know about you, but theme songs are important to me. So. Oh no, I love theme songs. I mean, again, the shows that I've watched growing up, uh, I can still remember the theme songs to this day. Like I could sing them if I need, I'm not going to sing them. I can't oh, sing them. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, but I could, if I needed to, right. If it, it, well, if it came down to it, if it was life or death, I could do it. <laughs> You know, uh, but that's what I loved. It was like, not only are they, you know, sticking to like the aesthetics of these types of shows, but, you know, they're nailing it with these, these theme songs, which a lot of shows don't even have theme songs anymore, which is kind of sad. Yeah, I absolutely it. You know, I, I, I'm unsure. Well, I kind of know why they did away with theme songs and greater television these days, just because people don't have enough attention to watch a theme song but i also think it's you know they're starved for story time so what can we cut to get an extra 
15 seconds, <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. To, yeah. to tell a story. Um, so I'm really happy that, that they found a way to do something like that and that they put in the creative work to not only create a convincing title sequence for each episode, but to, you know, put it in context of the era in which that particular show airs. Right. Um, you know, I think, I think they did um, a really nice job there. Um, so overall, you know, first two episodes, uh, I didn't, I didn't prep you for this because quite frankly, I just had the idea. So let, let's rate the episodes one and two. We'll rate them separately on a scale of one to 10 with one just being atrocious and 10 being fantastic. Well, I don't uh, think either of us are going to use one. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. No, absolutely not. Um, so let's go with the first episode, which was uh, entitled Filmed Before a Live Studio Audience. One to 10, what would you rate that episode? Um, I'd give it, I'd probably give it a seven. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I feel like a 10 has to be perfect. Not to say I really found anything flawed with the episode, but I feel like, um, it, it's one of those things where like, it's the first episode. So you're not getting a whole bunch that's on purpose, but you're still not getting a whole bunch. You're kind of dropped into this world. It's not quite familiar. You're trying to find your way around it. And the episode is literally just a jumping off point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think I'd probably give it, I think I'd probably give it, yeah, seven or eight. And, mm -hmm. and the reason for that is, because when I came into it, even though I know that Marvel kind of does things to a particular type of strategy and the way they tell stories, like I needed a little bit more in terms of investment. Like, mm -hmm. why is this happening this way? You get a little bit at the end because at the end of the episode, it comes out, you know, you come out through the television and you see somebody kind of like pick up an old style remote and you know, set it down or whatnot. So you, you automatically know something is going on, but like, that wasn't enough for me. It was almost like, um, okay, you're getting me on to the next episode. I'm going to watch. But the question then becomes like, what's the purpose of this as a storytelling device? What is the purpose of this? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I honestly, I, I, I give it an eight um, because I do think it hit, even with that, I do think it hit the right tones in terms of writing I think mm -hmm. it hit the right tone in terms of um, acting and the way it was put together. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I will say there was one little acting thing that kind of got to me. Um, I, I understand it was necessary, but it just kind of made me cringe a couple of times was uh, Elizabeth Olsen and the kind of the hard, you know, the, how, I'm trying to describe her voice, but it was almost somewhere between Lucille Ball and, you know, uh, any character from that time. It was just oh, uh -huh. felt very overdone in some way every uh -huh. once in a while. Uh, it's like, well, tell me. And it's like, mm, God, mm, you know, yeah, but it, yeah. doesn't it doesn't compare to Agnes. 
Well, dear, I don't know. <laughs> it does does not compare to Catherine Hahn's Ag, uh, you know, uh, uh, Agnes by any means. Just put it in the oven. <laughs> it's like, oh, Han, we'll have a gas. It's like, oh, I'm, no, no, I can't, I cannot deal with this right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so even though I think she did a great job, and of course, you know. Uh, 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 Catherine Hahn did a great job too. I mean, nobody did a bad job, but I will say there were a couple of times where I just kind of cringed a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about this. Um, all right. So, so that's, uh, that is episode one. Episode two, uh, very clever title. Uh, it was Don't Touch That Dial. Mm -hmm. um, because that, that to me just feels like an episode of, you know, old episode of Batman with Adam West. Um, mm -hmm. Same bat time, same bat channel. Um, so what, what, uh, one to 10, what would you rate uh, the second episode? Um, I'd probably give it an eight. Slightly above the first episode. Um, just because, again, having, I watched episode two right after the first episode, right? Like I watched it back to back. And so I had the context of the first episode in my mind watching the second one. And the second one started to, like I said before, you know, in the second episode, we start to see some of this, the cracks. Mm -hmm. We don't know exactly what they mean, but you're, you're like, okay, maybe this isn't real or maybe is she imagining this? Right right like maybe she's dreaming like you don't know because, but but you kind of get that sense from the second episode because of you know the drone plane coming in and it's a different color and you know the radio going Wanda you know like so you're like is what is happening here like th there's something off right and so I think because it, it was giving you a little little hints that something is you know, not quite as it seems, and um, it generated enough interest in me that I was like, okay, I need to know what's happening here. Like, what is going on next? Like, I need, I need some answers. Um, I feel like it was a, a bit of a stronger episode um, than the first one. But again, I, I, part of it is because I watched it right after watching the first one. Right. It, it, they almost, it, to me, they almost feel like they're one episode. <clears throat> yeah, and and then you know. Yeah, that's why I would give it. That's why I would give it this basic same score is because mm -hmm. it does feel like one episode, but I don't. But I think that's somewhat of a detriment because you know you went from the fifties to the sixties, mm -hmm. and I don't know if there was enough stylistic change to kind of make that as evident. Um, you know, there's obviously a, a difference in like what Wanda was wearing in the first episode to what she wore in the second episode. There were some little stylistic things like that. Yeah. But overall, it wasn't until I probably watched it the second time that I really picked up that it was a time shift in terms of, you know, 50s to 60s. Um, some of that is, you know, I, I mean, I was born in 83, so I'm not, you know, well-versed in the 50s and 60s per se, or even the 70s. But it just didn't feel like there was enough stylistic change to really indicate that. Mm -hmm. um, and you really didn't get that until the end when everything, you know, went into living color, uh, basically, mm -hmm. you know, that's when you first kind of, okay, things are kind of changing up a little bit, but 
that was a very brunt or a blunt kind of way to do that. Yeah, um, very noticeable shift. Right, ex exactly. Um, the other thing that I noted, um, like when the guy came up through the manhole, mm -hmm. like it was like, yeah, it was like, not only was it kind of creepy, mm -hmm. but then the way they just kind of, you know, rewound the tape and mm -hmm. changed it. It's like, well, now I'm like, well, what, what is that all about? Because up until that point, you didn't know that Wanda had that ability. And it was a, it was almost a very, again, another blunt way of just throwing, oh, by the way, she can, she can affect what she's doing. Right. See, okay. Cause then again, that answers questions that I had from the first episode, you know, cause it's right. like, why are they here? What is going on here? Are they aware? Right. And then you get to the second episode and it's like, okay, well, someone's aware of something clearly because, you know, like stop, <laughs> go back. But yeah. it, it didn't really explain if she did it because she knew she could do it or if it was just kind of a like a gut reaction does that make sense like it well, yeah 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 because again you still don't know if if she's consciously doing it right 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 or or if she's actually doing it at all right because just because she had this reaction someone else could be you oh, know pulling right. the strings for that to happen because she had that moment of being very aware yeah that's a good point yeah yeah, that makes more sense to me saying it that way. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, right, because if I'm like, if I'm in, if I'm trapped in something and someone else is, you know, controlling it and then suddenly I'm starting to break out of it, oh, you got to put you back in, <laughs> you know? Right. So it could have been something like that, you know? Absolutely, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Uh, absolutely. Um, so that is, uh, Folks, that's our review of the first two episodes of One Division. Uh, just so you kind of know, uh, Ashley and I are going to do two episodes at a time. Uh, so just until we're caught up, of course, by the time we get caught up, it may be over with. <laughs> yes. So, you know, we'll, but that's okay too. Um, <clears throat> but the cool thing is, Ashley uh, has agreed to come on the show and be kind of a, a regular kind of guest. Uh, to talk about a lot of different things. So we won't just be reviewing, you know, episodes of the shows we're watching, but, um, you know, go to my website, go to moose at the mic.com at the very top of the page. If you're looking at it from a computer, there's a page there called Ashley talks movies. You can go right there. I've uploaded a couple of her latest videos that you can check out for yourself. There's also a link to her YouTube page. Uh, so go there, subscribe. If you are subscribed to my podcast, you have to be subscribed to her uh, YouTube page. The, the two just, they're a package deal. That's the way it is. Uh, so make sure to go register. If you're looking at it on your mobile device, uh, on the top left-hand side of your screen, those three little lines, click there. And then that drops the menu so you can click on Ashley Talks Movies. <clears throat> So she's going to come back on. We're going to keep talking about one division. I think the initial plan after this is maybe to take on the Mandalorian, which is a whole other beast in itself. Oh yeah. Um, so, so we're going to take on the Mandalorian uh, down the road as well, but she's going to come back and talk about movies uh, and different little things. The, the one thing that I'm really excited to talk to you about one, because I watched your video uh, <laughs> and, and quite frankly, I was 
in a bit of state of shock at watching it. It was the Justice League trailer, uh, the Zack oh, Schneider yes. trailer. That's coming up soon. Yeah, it's, it's very soon. soon. We may have to trade. We may have to take a break from One Division to review we'll do that. A, we'll do a very special episode. Yeah, a very special episode. Um, because at that point, I think I'd watched the trailer four or five times, and then watching you watch it, it was like, oh, God, it's how I still feel. Um, yeah. And that video is actually on the website. So uh, check it out as well. Go subscribe to her page. She also has links for her Facebook page, uh, for Twitter. And I believe the third one is Letterboxd. Is that right? Yeah, it's basically a, a movie reviewing site. So pretty much any movie review that I do, I you know type out a little, little review there that's on Letterboxd and people can check out the reviews on there too. So Awesome. So if you're, if you're I don't care who you are, if you're somebody that makes millions of dollars, you know, making movies, uh, if, if Ashley's not reviewing your movie, it's not, not worth it. Um, just <laughs> to tell you that now. Well, those are uh, big, bold words. You have people coming after me now. <laughs> uh, they're going to come after you because they're going to want to start paying you for all the stuff That's that you're doing. I'm cool with that. Uh, yeah. I thought you might be cool with that. See, I'm not, I'm not such a bad guy. No, I never um, said you were. Well, the, well, many people have. Uh, who are these people? Uh, yeah, well, but, uh, but yeah, so if, 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 if Ashley has not reviewed your stuff, you are missing a critical piece uh, of that puzzle. So yes, everybody go uh, subscribe to her YouTube page, subscribe to her Facebook, Twitter, and uh, uh, her other social media sites. Make sure you are keeping track of what she's doing because she's posting I think she posts more stuff than I do, um, to be fair. <laughs> probably. So, yeah, probably, yeah. Because I'm not reviewing movies like you are. And, no. and the inside track. I mean, you've got people sending you, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I probably review like at least two movies a week. Yeah. And that's even with, I mean, there's not a lot coming out. I mean, you know, but I, yeah, I still, still manage to <laughs> watch movies and talk about them. And yeah, it's right. fun. You got uh, you got anything big coming up right now that um, you're working on for uh, for your YouTube page? Um, yeah, I have a couple movies I'm going to be uh, posting reviews for uh, coming up. You know, we're, we're it's award season, so right. I'm finishing up the movies that you know have been either nominated for a Golden Globe or maybe Oscar contenders. So I have a couple more movies uh, to review, um, and I'll be posting those uh, soon. And then, of course, um, you know, getting ready for some of the other movies that are coming out this year, like Tom and Jerry. Speaking right. of, you know, things from childhood that get remade. Right. Um, yeah, there's a new Tom and Jerry movie coming out. Um, got uh, uh, Justice League. Right. Month, you know, so I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah, so there's a couple things coming up. Awesome. Well, uh, for our viewers here at Moose at the Mic, uh, not all of her videos are on uh, on my website. So uh, you can get some of the geeky nerdy ones there, but um, some of the other movies that she reviews uh, are all there. You know, I got to give you a reason to go to her website. I can't just share all her content and not give you a reason to go there. Right. So uh, so definitely go there and check it all out um, and follow up with her. And Ashley, I'm glad that you said yes. I mean, we've been friends for, for several years now and, and all of our friends, collective friends, because we share a lot of them, come to you for movies. It's like, hey, what do you think of this movie? And they decide whether or not to see the movie based on your recommendation or lack thereof. Uh, so it's nice to have it, uh, you know, have you included here and uh, talk about some of the things that I enjoy talking about and, and introducing you to that audience. So 
Uh, thank you again. Really excited to have you on and looking forward to the next uh, set of episodes that we review. Yes. Thanks for having me on. So thank you again, Ashley, for joining me for this podcast. I really enjoy talking to her. Uh, there's We cover so much ground when we are talking about movies and TV shows and, and everything that we discuss. We just really have a good time. I'm very honored to have her as my friend and very honored that she has agreed to come onto the podcast and uh, review some of these things here with me. Uh, again, go check out her YouTube page. You can find it by visiting my website, Moose at the mic.com all you have to do is click on ashley talks movies there at the top of the screen uh, there's already a couple of videos there and of course links to her youtube page also i've got some new links up there now for my facebook page and my twitter site and my uh, instagram account so go there if you want to follow me on social media i've got some links for you there and i am posting to those things regularly so if you're not visiting moose at the mic.com you can certainly follow me on social media uh, and get some interesting content there. All right. As always, I'm honored that you checked out my podcast. If you're not a subscriber, please subscribe. Uh, if you are a subscriber, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, as I always say at the end of my podcast, be epic, take care of one another and be healthy. I'll talk to you soon. Stay tuned.